are watching T Radio V, Radio in TV. Welcome to the Poe Show, broadcasting live from T Radio V in Hollywood, California. This is where we elevate the creative cult. This is where the creatives can be seen. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting us. I'm Poe. Okay. Um, on January 22nd, the Eagles of Death Metal released Brackett's cover of their single, I Love You All the Time. This was, of course, a challenge presented by the Eagles of Death Metal for their Play It Forward campaign, which I talked about a few months ago, or a month or so ago, where all proceeds are donated to the Sweet Stuff Foundation to assist those affected by the Paris attacks. Thank you, Naomi Robin. You know who you are. Terrence Harrison, Alex Kish, and Will Woodland for Playing It Forward. You guys are awesome. Uh, anybody watching the show, check that episode out. I can't remember which one it was, but those beautiful people were on the show. Um, thank you for playing it forward, guys. Um, check out Brackett's cover and others at playitforwardeodm.com. And anybody who wants to participate in that, go to that, um, that uh, website as well, and you can check out how to do that. Okay, on Sunday, February 7th, 10.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., Art Brunch will be held at Klein Academy of Fine Art, 3264 Motor Avenue, Los Angeles. This is a great painting drawing event for artists. Hosted by the wonderful, another guest on the show, Jennifer Fabos Patton, art model and owner, owner, founder of the Gallery Girls Drawing and Painting Workshops. There will be two female models in four-hour nude pose, which is a big deal. Cost is $25 paid in advance, $30 at the door. Photography is $10 extra per model. Includes a complimentary brunch. I'm not going to explain all that's going to be in that brunch, but it's pretty great. Includes champagne, coffee, yum. RSVP at 818-535-5761 or gallerygirlsla at gmail.com. Art brunch is held on the first Sunday of the month. So check that out. Support those, those girls. They're awesome. Um, especially if you're an artist or if you just want to go draw beautiful women. That's the place to do it. <laughs> okay. This is going to be a little shaky because I don't have one of my guests here that I was really looking forward to. I'll explain that in a second. But today we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to go back to the streets. I know we've been in the Hollywood kind of entertainment scene for a while. We're going to take it to the streets now and discuss urban art, which we've done before in the past on The Poe Show. And everybody knows that I am a firm believer in street art. Okay. 
We're going to talk about its increasing value, contribution, awareness, and impact on some vitally important issues today. In the studio with me today, I have some very passionate, very involved individuals that are participating in the wellness of the future. Please welcome photographer, director, producer, documenting art with an emphasis on street art and an interest in climbing buildings, Birdman! <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> Do you feel like you're going to win something? Um, a little bit. A little <laughs> bit. <laughs> okay, art promoter, passionate about helping emerging artists become established, Courtney Carter. And she's been on another um, street art episode with me, with also with, with Danny Wood, that will be back from London soon, so beware. Okay, and one of Courtney's very talented and inspiring artists, one who, through his work, thrives to create a vision of human unity, a.k.a. humanity, Johnny Terajosu. Did I say it right? You said it perfectly Yay. right. Yay. I'm on my game today. Okay, so where do you guys want to start? Oh, let me, one more thing. Zippy. <laughs> Zippy's not here. Okay, Melissa Downing, a.k.a. Slim Pickens, a.k.a. Zippy. She's been on the show, too. Um, aerial cinematographer, documentarian, and founder of Collabs. Zippy could not make it. She um, messaged me just a couple hours ago. She had a loss in the family. Condolences, Zips. Um, peace. Be cool. We'll get back at you. You'll, you'll be on the show at some point again. But thank you for all you do. Um, she's the founder of Collabs, an L.A.-based production company committed to promoting sustainable initiatives through multi-platformed artistic collaboration, namely street art, urban art, and murals. She does a really good thing in this area and abroad everywhere, right, Correct. Courtney? She's the bomb. Um, and, um, you know, she was going to be on the show. Uh, Collabs is looking to merge the public art movement with the sustainability conservation movement, which is, I mean, the whole thing's been going on. It kind of goes hand in hand. And um, we're going to get to that. We're going to go deep into that, actually, and talk about Pangea seed, seawalls, what the artists are doing to bring awareness to the planet and to also beautify everything. <laughs> Who's that girl under there? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that girl on her knees in the back room? That's weird. Is that weird? That's my girlfriend being a paparazzi taking a photo of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, it, it, I trained her a little bit on that. No, so. that's cool. <laughs> she can do that. She can, uh, she can come in here if she wants to. If she wants to just wander around and take photos, that would be totally fine. Okay. Okay. Bird, Birdman's a fiend. Now he's got, she's, he's, he's training. He's got a, a, a photographer in training. Yeah, let me go grab her. Hold on. Okay, go grab her. Okay, so I'm going to stay on the topic of Zippy for just a minute. I just feel like I owe it to her, and I, I wish she was here. I really do, but she'll be on another one. But I want to talk a little bit about her for a second. Downing Zips believes that it is vital to document the creative process as it unfolds. This documentation, when shared with other municipalities, can enhance public relations and establish L.A. as the public art capital of the world that it aspires, aspires to become, like I say. I think it's headed in that direction. Maybe not everybody agrees with me. Birdman probably agrees with me. L.A. could be, I mean, it's in the works, right, as far as the art scene? Yeah, well, L.A. has always been, like, one of the greatest art centers ever. Like, uh, despite I've been... It's I've been up and down, right? It's been up and down, I would say that. But 
we always had um, next to New York a strong graffiti scene, a strong street art scene. You know, we gave birth to Shepard Ferry, and we have like you know Risk. Who well, not literally. Literally, yes. He came <laughs> over here. Yeah, but I'm just He's saying. He's not that much younger than I am. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just saying, I guess, in like the street art wise of that. But like, um, yeah, like uh, I think L.A. has always been. It's always been known as the mural capital of the world, and we have such great like um, Chicano murals. Besides all, oh, the, all gosh, bes- yes. Yeah, besides all of, like the wonderful street art murals that we've had, LA has just been known for that. Like the, under the freeway pass murals, the, the Olympic murals that got ended up getting bombed over a lot by all the graffiti guys. Yeah. But you know, it's the notion of street art and graffiti, so they kind of live side by side each other. They do, but is it? It almost seems like there's a pecking order, though. You know, like if something's not that great, don't graffiti artists have the right to go and paint over it? Or am am I confused on that? No. Or is there some? I mean, it seems like there's some respect that goes on, though. Some. Some, some, some. Okay, there's um, there's a lo- there's a lot of big disputes about this. Like just recently, I actually just saw uh, the Tristan Eaton mural in downtown. I don't know if it's an old photo, but I just realized oh, yeah. it went on uh, traction. I just saw someone uh, tagged over it. Uh, That's a bummer because Tristan Eaton has been around yeah. for a long time. Despite that, he has Trusted Corp, one of the most amazing right. street art groups beforehand. And then, you know, someone just bombs over it. But it's just like it's the nature. It, you you know about this as you're doing it, which is why I feel like where my job comes in and taking photos of it exactly all, the documenting. I make sure it gets documented. Then the ne- I've actually had that happen before in downtown that this artist Curiot. It was in a, it yeah. was a project with uh, Think Space and Branded Arts, and um, it was this uh, this wall that a lot of the MTA crew and mm-hmm. another crew. Um, sorry guys, I'm spacing on the other crew. That they hit they uh, battle it out a lot. Yeah. yeah. And um, what happens is. Uh, I don't know if they knew about it beforehand, um, but when they painted the big mural over there, the following morning, it was already covered in uh, uh. graffiti. But that's because it was already a known spot. Like These guys were just like, we don't care how long you spent on here. We're, this is our wall. They don't see it like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So like, there's yeah. certain walls I have noticed where like some people have tried to come in with it and be like, um, let's take a... Uh, let's say like a whole bunch of graffiti. Maybe we put a big street art mural right here. It's going to stop the graffiti. That's usually not how it works. Sometimes it'll, it'll it'll be effective and it'll take off the graffiti but, there. I mean, does it does it matter who who paints it though? Who paints the big mural? Depends. Um, like uh, Risk recently, um, I work with him a lot. There was yeah. one on uh, Skid Row Housing Trust that he did um, on Sixth uh, Street and Alameda, and a lot of people on the bottom had done all their little graffiti on it. But his mural is just so big, you can't really notice it. Right. So yeah. it's like okay. it looks like this tiny little scratch. Yeah. So, so it doesn't. Okay. But what he ended up doing though is he ended up having um, some more of his friends. I believe. Um. I don't know if I'm. I doubt I'm wrong on this, but I think Revoke went in on there with him, and he just did giant letters. Risk and Revoke is a very well-known person right. as well as Risk. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And once you put your your name really really big, no one really goes into it unless they're going to go bigger because that's either that's how it kind of goes on to. Like uh, okay. If, if you're going to okay. go on someone, you have to go bigger. Or, so or way better. Or way better. So it's like, <laughs> if you're going to go, over, thinking. so if you're going to go over a mural, you got to go over at least half of the mural. Yeah. You, so better, you better be damn good if you're going to paint over somebody. Okay. Exactly. exactly. Be better than who was there before you. And that actually, I would think, would cause the person that's under there to go better. We want better. Better, I mean, in any kind of art. You always want your art to be better. So if somebody's painting over your stuff, go better. Go bigger, go better. 100% of the time. Right. Urban myth: If you rub jelly on the wall, petroleum <laughs> jelly, uh, if you spray paint it, like I'm getting super over. excited. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> anyway, we we're we're going to go to a video. Um, this is Bordalo. Um, this is one that Collabs did. Um, so still, you know, we're still talking about Zippy a little bit. 
um, this artist in particular um, uses trash to create art. So he's doing a couple things. He's picking up trash and repurposing, repurposing it in art and creating amazing art that also brings awareness to particular causes. So let's take a look at that. Hope you like it. I'll see you in a second. Okay, so that was, again, a Bordalo piece made solely of discarded <laughs> materials. Um, this is part of Bordalo 2. Does he go by 2? Yeah, what? there's 2 that oh, work on okay. it. Mm -hmm. Bordalo 2. two. Bordalo 2's Trash Animals series, a set of sculptures designed to raise awareness regarding the environmental impact of human excess. Animals are used as a subject to represent a 
facet of na the natural world being impacted and displaced by modern day waste. Um, and Zippy let me know that uh, he also just finished another last week in Rome. I didn't get a chance to get the footage for that. I would have shown it next time. Hopefully we'll, we'll get to that. I don't even know what it is. Do you know what it is? I'm Courtney? not sure what it is. Okay. So um, the trash art sculpture is composed entirely of discarded materials, car bumpers, tires, hoods, hubcaps, bicycle frame, an ironing board, even a mirrorless disco ball were amongst items salvaged to give the toucan its shape. Was conceived and executed in less than 72 hours, including the sourcing of materials on the Berlin outskirts. Pretty cool stuff. That's what I'm talking about. This is art. They're using, you know, they're, they're using trash to make the art. So they're picking up this trash, repurposing it into something better, and also making a statement with it. Tell me that that's not amazing. <laughs> Tell me that that's not a total plus in the right direction. Okay, Birdman, you've, you, you know about this, this particular artist and this particular project. Well, I don't know that much about the artist besides what I've seen on social media and stuff, but like, um, when I was in Berlin last year, I did uh, see, happen to see that place. Um, you saw the Toucan? I saw the Toucan. It was really, really big. It was a lot bigger than the video, actually. At the end, it looks a little smaller, huh? But it's, yeah. Oh, no, it's massive. Like, I was actually quite impressed when I saw it, too. It was like, it's, it's just cool to see something new like that. Like, I'd always seen that guy's stuff, and it's really fun. Like, you know, when you travel abroad and you get to see these guys, like, one day it'd be badass to see him come over to L.A., He's but supposed yeah. to come to LA, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. at some point. Yeah, so He'll Collabs, be on the Poe show. Yeah, he definitely will. Collabs is going to actually work with um, Pangea Seed. Uh, they work with sustainable initiatives, too. So they're more focused on saving, um, like, sea animals and sea exactly. life. And they curate walls uh, yearly. Um, and they're trying to do something in um, Texas for Earth Day. Oh, wow. So, yeah, oh, they're going awesome. to work with Collabs, and they're going to do an installation, hopefully with Bordalo, oh. in April, I believe. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, this would probably be a good segue since you were talking about Pangea seed. Let's do go to let's go to Mexico for a second to Pangea seed Cozumel, and we'll see what they're up to. You'll see what what Courtney's talking about. It's gonna be good. Seawalls, Murals for Oceans is a project that we created to help bring pressing ocean issues into the streets. By collaborating with artists from around the world, we're aiming to help inspire, educate, and beautify communities to help be better ocean stewards and help save our seas. Coming to somewhere like Cozumel, the response to murals is really positive. It's something that Cozumel hasn't had. What I try to do now with my work is represent something that, that ties into the community there, the environment that's there. Seawalls is trying to inspire artists from all around the world to like combine the aspect of beautifying communities with artwork along with educating people about these issues in regard to the ocean. The murals are always relevant to the communities that they're placed in. Every wall will speak to you if you listen. It's almost like there's something that's already meant to be in that space and so it's just trying to quiet your mind to, to see what that is. The 
lucky enough to be invited to TC Walls. A lot of the people here have had like a special relationship with the ocean and the marine life, so they really appreciate all of what's going on. It feels good to like leave something like that behind for them. All the people from the neighborhood see this inspiration for Cozumelis. For Mexico, this kind of festival is good, trying to get more people to come here and see the murals, like a gallery or something. festivals that has a specific mandate that really explores the way that art can impinge creatively on a society but make us think about things in a very different way, especially issues as important as sociological concerns. Tourism is the monetary life of the island. There's a precious balance between tourism and preservation. Hopefully the tourists that come and do support the economy out here, hopefully they can see more of the island and really support like what's, what's really unique to the island. A lot of the artists have a lot of people that watch their work and maybe are into art. They're not necessarily into the ocean. It makes more people aware of ocean issues that are going on. Cozumel, uh, you have what we call permission walls. So this is sort of the exact opposite of the beginnings, but many of the people who were painting these walls actually came out of a graffiti movement, and that's where they learned to use the tools like spray cans. Okay, cool stuff, huh? Okay, so Pangea Seed, bringing the oceans into the streets around the world. Um, that was 2015. Mm -hmm. and this past year. Cozumel, yes. Um, okay, so seawalls, murals for oceans. Um, what they do, they address pressing environmental issues that oceans are facing by forging a synthesis between public art, nature, and society. Um, their primary goal to bring beauty and the plight of our oceans into the s into streets and the world around us. The power of revelance of public art is undeniable with its ability to revitalize and beautify once decaying neighborhoods and districts. So all of this just so hits home to me. Also, this this fact. The issues affecting our oceans are global in scale, and international collaborations are key to solving them. Now, so, I mean, it kind of puts it all into our urban artists' hands, because that's what they are, as quoting um, 
James Ballou, urban artists or muralists are now the rock stars of the world because instead of going around playing in different countries, they're going around painting walls. And that's super cool. So beautifying and doing it, you know, to, uh, to cause awareness and also making a beautiful thing. Okay, so let's elaborate on that. Well, I think not only do, are they making a change in their direct environment, but by using tools like social media, they're engaging a larger community. Um, and whereas rock stars are more, you know, playing music that is for themselves and they're opening, opening people's minds through sound, this is more through... It's a visual. visual. It's a visual, yeah. correct. And I think also the imprint that it leaves. Um, it can, it's kind of an energetic imprint that can... You know, you're kind of right about, not kind of right, you're very right, <laughs> about social media, because social media is uh, very visual as well, and that's what's really changed. It used to be, I mean, basically TV or radio. You know, and a lot of radio. That's where music had such an influence. Music still totally has an influence, but visual art is. I mean, if you if you post an, post something on social media, it damn sure better have an image, <laughs> right? Because I know I I'll just I won't even I won't read it unless it has an image that catches my eye. And I think we're we're lazy now. If it's got a video, I'll totally. If it's got a great little you know f cover to the, I'll totally watch that video. Totally, as long as it's like two minutes or less. <laughs> You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you're right. Yeah, we've turned into a consumer culture, definitely, and that even plays down into the media that we're looking at. And um, I know that Johnny is huge on that. Um, yeah. And instead of, you know, there's environmental initiatives, but there's also kind of like social and conscious initiatives where it starts with the self. You know, you have to completely change Absolutely. yourself before you can start changing the environment around definitely. you. Yeah, like Gandhi said, if you <laughs> want to see change in the world, it starts with you. That's not the exact quote. Yeah, but it's along those lines, and going from there, it's just social media—the impact that it now puts the power, yeah, into anyone's hands. Now. Puts the power in the people. Yeah, and so you better damn sure well know yourself. Exactly. <laughs> be get to know what you what you should be looking at, what you should what should resonate with you. Yeah. yeah. No, it's power stu powerful stuff. Okay, we're gonna. We're going to see some of Johnny's stuff, so you get a little better understanding where he's coming from and where we all should come from. I'm Johnny Tagajosu, and I'm a creative artist, and we're in downtown Los Angeles. I've been a creative since childhood, but it wasn't until 2013 when I realized that I can use the visual arts as a platform to create value for humanity. The inspiration behind my work is people, specifically speaking, the many different cultures of the world that make up what humanity is. My work highlights the concepts and ideas of royalty and allows people to channel that through their own souls. My methods for communication and taking people on that spiritual journey is by using immense detail that highlights ancient cultures as well as present cultures. My journey into the art world has taught me to value the work I create and to also value the time that I have. The spiritual journey that I try to imprint upon people that view the work is so that they can connect with the ancestral past of humanity. 
when I value my work, my audience then values my work because what I project into it is real of substance and has a good story and people connect with real stories. me again okay so uh, cool stuff right okay let's talk let's talk about johnny oh my god your hair looks so amazing right now oh yeah totally got sex hair right now Look at that. Like, oh sorry yeah it was it was good you should have been here you missed it that's super good okay you're probably not going to talk about yourself so come on courtney give it to us well. Give, give us more. <laughs> give us give us more about johnny because yeah it's hard to talk about yourself yeah. i would know? say I mean, uh there's so much that goes into each piece that he's Johnny got great does. dimples. Yeah, well, so do you though. <laughs> <laughs> Team dimples. The dimples, yeah. No, um, I mean, how many hours do you spend on research? Oh for my each gosh! Piece? Before I go into each piece, it's I'm not just watching YouTube documentaries. I'm online researching. Might go to the library. So I'd say it's a good at least a day before I go into something. Okay, I have to. I'm going to help this out a little yeah, bit yeah. just because I know you're probably not going to touch on it exactly, but. To cultivate innovation through the use of fine arts and... No, that's not what I was going to say, but that's a good one. Um, oh. Okay. Creates work that blends freestyled, intricate e detailing of archaic design from ancient cultures, including Mayans, Sumerians, Egyptians, with Arabic art, Asian-inspired calligraphy, and tribal cultures from across the globe to create a vision of human unity, a.k.a. humanity. Yes. So that's what you wouldn't say. So that's where the research comes in. He's got yes, to bring go. all <laughs> of this together in this oneness exactly. kind of piece. Yeah, it's just... It's a big deal. Yeah, representing the whole globe and everyone because there's a lot of different cultures that aren't really represented in the L.A. scene, for example. You yeah. Know? So just bringing that together and trying to push that out there. And, and, and you, you just did that with your South Central mural, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that because I don't, I don't have a photo or anything of that. You just oh, did well, that. Oh, well, the it's a it's a Mayan piece. Oh, cool. And I felt like it'd, it'd be a good fit the for that area. And um, I don't know. It's, it's spiritual. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's impactful. If you read the words in it, it says hope. It says love, humanity, connection, which is what we need in this time. Exactly. Is this on your Instagram? It's on my Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? It's Tarajosu, T-A-R-A-J-O-S-U. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, cool stuff. I mean, that is what we need. We need to come together. It's not a time. And art does that. Art brings us together. All forms of art bring us together. That's one thing that we all have in common, you know, is yeah. art and creativity. That's all. And it's all positive. It has nothing to do with war. Yeah, all there's positive. a difference, I think, with there's call to action with certain kinds of murals that will emphasize more of a negative aspect of our culture. And there's another way to do it to really give people hope and maybe prompt them to action, yeah. which is what you do with a positive yeah, message. It's not just to create something that's beautiful for beauty's sake. but No, no, to, no, for yeah, sure. A message. To inspire, to call them like to get up and do something rather than exactly. just, oh, that's cool. That's inspiration in the moment, which we need more than that. No, for sure. For sure. Okay. To keep us on schedule, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back, and we're going to talk more about these subjects and with these 
amazing people. I'll see you soon. With me today, my bartender, ah. Noah Ng, aka the Kid Fantastic, because he makes a fantastic margarita. <laughs> you squeeze though, right? I, I mean, I squeeze enough. I get my squeeze in. <laughs> you squeeze out enough? I squeeze out enough at the bar. <laughs> and his outrageous multi-talented sidekick, <laughs> Jason Masillis. Ha! Hey, sidekicking. Not to be confused with mustache, though. No, 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 no. Different thing. Those are cheaper. Different things. <laughs> cheaper in the long run and in the short run. The guitar is so is so honky-tonk and so country, but it's mixed with poorhouse piano. Oh, what the fuck are you talking about? This sounds way better than that, though. It's probably cost a few more dollars, and we have a bad C sharp. Yeah, and we're gonna we got a broken key on that, but we're still gonna play it. So I didn't get a chance to warn her about any of the scenes, oh, and so I had to call her and do some damage control about the shower scene in particular. Yeah. That was a fun conversation. Yeah. Boobs. 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 Nothing's wrong with boobs. <laughs> been in the industry for a long time, so what does that equal to? Any 60-year-old in the industry for a long time. Hey, you calm down. You, we'll change your diapers later. You can give the wife part of mine. Hey! What was the word again? There is no ass in that song. Hey, welcome back to the post show. Hey, that was a funny clip, right? That was Noah Ng and Jason Mazillis. And they're going to be back um, actually next weekend with uh, Mr. Urban. Bannock, which is super great. It's going to be a crazy show, so you've got, you've got to check it out. You definitely have to check it out. Okay, so LA Times Critics' Choice Ham, a musical memoir written and performed by stage, screen, and TV star Sam Harris, is a smash hit solo show that opened on January 23rd, runs through February 7th, so you still have a chance to see it. Friday and Saturday, 8 p.m., Sunday, 7 p.m. at the Los Angeles LGBT Center Renberg Theater. Great facility. Oh, my God, it's so great. 1125 North McCadden Place. Free parking. Tickets $30. Harris is a marvel marvelously engaging, clever storyteller and a glorious blow-the-roof-off singer who consistently brings audiences to their feet. Musical director Todd Schroeder, directed by Billy Porter and Ken Sawyer. So check that out if you get a chance. And then on March 25th through the 27th, I'm sure you want to go to this as well, WonderCon will be held at the Los Angeles Convention Center, 1201 South Figueroa Street. WonderCon is Comic-Con International's sister show held in Los Angeles this year. 
a show well worth attending. It's a lot less crowded and intense than Comic-Con, but said to be just as fun. Don't know, I haven't been, but I believe it. Comic-Con International is a nonprofit educational organization dedicated to creating awareness of and appreciation for comics and related popular art forms, primarily through the presentation of conventions and events that celebrate the historic and ongoing contribution of comics to art and culture. For more info, go to comic-con.org. Okay, <clears throat> so let's talk more about about this let's see where should we go from here guys should we talk about pangea seed yeah or what do you got bird bird man what do you got well um you should talk I to us about cryptic <laughs> 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 well cryptic and i have known each other um since i think 2012 we first started hanging out when he was like before he blew up as much as he was, and I'm glad he really has blown up as much as he has because he deserves it. But turn the mic. Huh? I'm sorry. You don't have to turn your head, but just turn the mic to you. Hold oh, the okay. mic to you. Yeah. There Would you go. say like social media made a huge impact in helping him blow up? I think um, partly that. Also, um, I remember um, when we when we first started out, like I uh, he was just always showing like at low galleries for a long time. I think like social media did help him out a little bit because he was he never liked showing his face. He was one of the few guys who, you know, as as we were saying, how social media is affecting everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this I think lately artists today, even though they are rock stars, it's all about the image of the artist just as much as the art itself. The artist has now become a part of the art. Yeah, which which may be a little uncomfortable actually for street art because that that really wasn't how it started. It was more yeah more a veiled kind of persona. It was more a voice than. A face. Oh, yeah. I remember so many times, like, when I first started, like, no one wanted to show their face. Now everyone's, like, showing their faces when they take their photos. And, like, people are like, oh, it's okay. I'm like, are you, are you sure? They're like, yeah. So, but I think, like, with Cryptic, too, it's like he started just getting into more, uh, s slowly pe people started accepting him more. I think that's what it was. It just took a while. People were watching him, and his... Uh, strengths were growing within his calligraffiti uh, is what it's called. Yeah, well, and that's very similar to what you do, Johnny. Yeah, really, I mean, definitely fact. the same, the same vein. Yeah, cryptic is—he's inspired me, and it's uh. uh, speaking about his image. It makes it more mysterious, which you kind of want to get to know more about his work, yeah. what the movement is that he's got going on. You know, it's a beautiful thing. Well, yeah, like that. He's the most humble person you've ever met in your life. And like I was saying, like in the green room earlier, like when he talks, it kind of feels like a little angel sleeping on his. I know. That's what I thought you said. Yes, he's just very like, okay, yeah, bro, thank you, thank you. Like you know, he's very just like, very. It's it takes me a while to get him to show his face. Like he barely started showing it recently, but yeah, I remember back when we when we first started 2012, we were on the side of like the first illegal piece we did together. We were like on the on the side of the 10 freeway off of Santa Fe, just red brick building and. We were putting a giant hand, and it was when he was only doing wheat paste. He wasn't yeah. doing his uh, calligraphy. Like, he was only doing it in his fine art and all his candles. He never did it outside. And so this was still in his wheat pasting days. And I just remember trying to do it and holding the ladder for him, because I was just, like, at the time, so eager just to get photos of people. I, yeah, yeah. You have to help. You can't just take photos of these guys. So I'm like, as I'm holding the ladder up, and 
only way to describe is like I, I look like I just shot a film in like the valley. It just got bukkakeed of just like wheat paste just like falling over me. I'm just like, what the hell did I fucking get myself into? And like I'm just trying to help this guy out. I love his work, and now I'm like drenched in wheat paste. And so like we just couldn't stop laughing about it. But it was just like now every time there's like a certain smell of wheat paste, and every time I always just think about Cryptic and I from way back in 2000. So was he like, in um was he in Art, Art Basel Seawalls or was it Cozumel? I remember him being in Art Basel as well as uh, I've seen him all okay. over the world. Actually. We're gonna uh, we're gonna check out this clip from again Pangea Seed. This is Art Basel. This last year, 2015. I don't, I'm not sure. That's okay. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's in it. If not, you'll probably see him in the Mexico clip. Okay, go. Ah. <laughs> For Art Basel Miami Beach 2015, Pangea Seed Foundation collaborated with Urban Nation Berlin. We brought over an amazing collection of artists. For the project, we collaborated with Owner and West 21 from Switzerland, James Bullo from Berlin, Lee Hill from Canada, Jason Botkin from Canada, Aaron Glasson from New Zealand, Nevercrew from Switzerland, and Seppe from Poland. The overall theme for these murals was climate change and its effects on the oceans. The activation coincided with the COP21 happening in Paris, France this week, where world leaders are meeting to discuss the impacts of climate change and what we can do to curb that. Collaborating with Pangea Seed was a nice experience to me. The idea of painting for a purpose makes sense to me as long as I have a free hand to interpret and do it my own. I'm not sure if art can save the planet. <laughs> But definitely standing doing nothing is not the solution. If we kill the nature, we will soon need to pretend one because there will be no original. The theme of our mural was the invisible forces of pollution, such as acidification of the ocean and radioactive waste. Our image was a woman falling into the water that's disintegrating as being a representation of humanity being affected by climate change. Climate change is a, the biggest problem that's ever faced humanity, and if we want a future that is at all bright, we have to think of new ways of how to envision that. The theme of our mural was the attitude, uh, aggressive attitude uh, of humans against natural resources for economical purposes. We, we would like that people could feel that it's important to think about their attitude to nature and in general about the society attitude to nature and to natural resources. Our mural is a billboard to address the inconvenient truth. Humanity consumes 44 oil tankers each day. All of these 21 years of eco-politics have all been stepping around the main problem, which is our addiction to fossil fuels. The solution in form of clean alternatives are out there. Public art is out in the world for people to see, so anytime you can kind of squeeze a message into it, people see it and either subconsciously or very directly get what you're trying to give them. It's just icing on the cake. Acidification should be important to everybody because it's killing our oceans, killing the reefs, and those are the things we need to survive. I mean, water, life, everything. There's tons of hype around Miami right now, and it's very exciting to paint with a purpose while we're down here in Miami. So we hope that what we've left will raise awareness to some really important issues.
It's very important to give each artist we collaborate with the opportunity to experience the environment and species we're trying to preserve. The wetlands of Florida are severely threatened by the destructive effects of climate change. We brought a group of international artists to the wetlands outside of Miami to see firsthand what is at stake. We're very, very proud of the work that we've been able to create through the week despite the weather. I really feel that these are some of the most powerful mills that we've created through the Seawalls Murals for Ocean project. And we hope that these have an impact on the community and people who attended the festival throughout the week. Sitting here and it's getting late. Should I go or should I wait? I don't know what is going on. I just know that it's going on. Is it the truth or is it all lies? Can I believe what I see in her eyes when she says yes? Is she saying no? What can I do? I really don't know. Give me just a Okay, Art Basel 2015. And you guys saw James Ballou. He's been on the show and he's a rock star if there's not any other rock star. Vantage Point Radio. Berlin. I play his clips all the time so you can check out what's going on in the street art world. He's amazing. Hopefully at some point he'll be back here in the States and we can chat with him. Okay, we're totally running out of time. This is ridiculous. Um, tech guys, I don't think I'm going to play the last Seawalls murals because we don't have time for that. Um, okay, so what should we talk about? Any any info on James Ballou? You guys know him? You I guys dig him? I you know his work, yeah, right, well, Birdman? Actually, I remember when I was in Berlin the first time, he actually um, housed me for a couple days. Oh, cool. Yeah, and his awesome studio. He's by far the most down earth guy. I remember like he's the coolest guy. That that and like when I was in Berlin, like it was uh, I was out there for ur shooting for Urban, Urban Nation, Urban, yeah. great organization. Yes. That, you know, trying to make a museum out over there in Berlin. And um, when I was with him, I was just like, oh my god, American accent. Thank God. <laughs> I was like someone from like the states, and he was just like, "Hey, well, I'm gonna show you like a bomb burger place." I was like, "Yes." Yeah, oh I'm trying. Oh, he's, yes. from, he's from DC. Yeah, he's from DC. Yeah, he's from he's from DC, but he's been in Berlin for quite a while. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, he lives in a great part. He's like, yeah. amazing artist. Like, he's an amazing. Oh my gosh, he's an amazing I, artist. I, it's I'm, ridiculous. I'm so glad within the last year. After I noticed after that Urban Nation, he started blowing up more. Also, like Think Space, like helped him push no, a little bit more. It's like. And like so, it was like seawalls and all this great. He was at the Long Beach Museum. Yeah, Long, yeah. yeah, like the powwow show out there, and he just. Yeah, I'm yeah. I mean, our Basil, our Basil's no little show. No. By the way. Oh It's like the biggest <laughs> art show, one of the biggest art shows in the world. Okay. But no, he's a great guy, and an amazing artist. I'm so glad to see he's finally like not finally, but I'm just glad he's getting more recognition than he is. Like at least I've noticed it. I don't know about anyone else, but for me, it seems that he's getting more. Well, I mean, and he's he's not only producing amazing art that's bringing awareness in in all. Oh my gosh, when you're talking about humanity, yeah. are you kidding me? He's such a humanitarian, and he he's just he's just the bomb. He does so much worldwide, statewide. Um, for amazing causes. Um, but also he has, again, Vantage Point Radio uh, in Berlin where he promotes artists. So he, he mm. just does it all in such a beautiful way. Okay, we're going to go to a Birdman video because yeah. we're running out of time. We're going to see what <laughs> he does. He's, he documents these amazing street artists. Let's see what he's got. Mm.
Okay. So Birdman, he says, I take pictures of street art, murals, and art shows around Los Angeles or wherever I find myself. Try to go to as many art shows as possible and document my surroundings. Also enjoy taking pictures of musicians and concerts. So he's all about documenting creatives, and I love you for that. Yeah. So I see about every art show I ever go to, and there's always posts of, of some new mural. You're on top of it all in L.A. and thank beyond. You. Thank you, thank you. I've been trying to be the L.A. representative of Berlin lately, so I've been go trying to go back there a You bunch. know what? I mean, Berlin's hopping. Berlin's great. It's seriously the States in 1992. They still say fresh out there. They, like, you know, like, it's like little <laughs> things like that. Yeah. It's like their graffiti is still kind of confusing. They don't have their own style. They're taking everyone else's yeah, style. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's fresh. Out. It's all <laughs> super good. We have to have it. Okay, so where can we find you, Birdman? Well, I... Though uh, everybody saw that on the screen where <laughs> we could find you, but where else can we find you? Um, At I, any art opening? Yeah, just about every major art <laughs> opening. You could think that. I'll always be at ThingSpace Gallery or Buckshot yes. Gallery. Those are my two favorite galleries. And then um, I'll uh, you can see me on Instagram, at Birdman Photos, as well as I'm very, very avid on Snapchat. Um, so, oh, cool. you can, yeah, you can find me on those. Those are like my two favorite ones I could go on to. But literally, Facebook, Flickr, if you want to see all of my high-resolution photos. And just Birdman Photos. And that's all you got to look up. Just Birdman photos, graffiti, and street art. And it'll come up in Google searches and stuff. So. Okay. Johnny, where can you find your stuff? At Tarajosu, T-A-R-A-J-O-S-U. Type it in on Google. You'll find everything. You'll find it. I found it actually really easily. Yeah. It was pretty good. Pretty great. Courtney, I can't ever find you. <laughs> <laughs> I went off the radar for a bit. But, 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 she, but, but she's on the she's on the in in the background. Yeah. You know, um, you don't need yeah. to you don't need to see her. But she's she's the way you're going to see all these other amazing artists. Okay, and anybody who's been on the show or is going to be on the show, um, to check all of their junk out, go to www.wetpuzzlepiece.com. All of my archives are on there. Everything's on there. So go to it. Go to it. Um, if you want to be on the show, if you've got something that's got potential, then message me through website, Wet Puzzle Piece. Okay? Um, we'll see you next weekend. Or next, I keep saying weekend because it used to be Saturday show. It's not anymore. It's Monday. I'll see you next Monday. We're going to have Jason Mazillas. And we're going to have Noah Ng. And we're going to have that freak show, Urbanic, here from Arizona. So don't miss it. See you next week. Mwah. You are watching T-Radio Me, radio and TV.